Welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. Uh, you can get all the information on the podcast at do not listen to this podcast.com. You can support the podcast, just so you know, on your donations, 50% of what we get from you goes to feeding stray cats and dogs, and 50% goes to funding the podcast. So that's the way that works. Sign up at the site for more information. And uh, this uh, little bit of a format change, I'm going to take one topic and kind of have five different interviews on it. So this topic is um, about people that are looking for a job search, uh, and I want to do interviews with people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Uh, and uh, fortunately, today I've got somebody representing the 40s, uh, and his name is Brad. So welcome to the show, Brad. Thanks, Roger. Great to see you again. Yeah. So tell everybody a little, well, first of all, let's talk about the job. Were you in a job before COVID-19 hit, or were you also in a job, or were you in a job search before COVID-19 hit? So I was in a um, I was in a job search, um, but I was substitute teaching. Okay. Um, while I was, uh, you know, exploring avenues and that sort of thing. Uh, so when when COVID hit and um, and the shutdown, sure, um, you know, came rather abruptly. Um, you know, I, I wasn't in that um, category of folks who who you know could could declare unemployment and, you know, get, ha have some sort of safety net. It was right, just so, you, so you've been jammed up since that whole thing, right? Mm -hmm, sure. Okay. And so, and you're representing the forties, so we, you don't need to give your specific age, but just in <laughs> general, what's different with a, forget about the pandemic for a second, just what's different for you in a job search in your forties than uh, your thirties or your twenties? Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, um, you, you know, I, I have some, you know, I have some background. I've, I've been through the, um, the scrub the tile floors jobs, right? I've been through the customer facing, you know, the, the early service jobs, but you know what? Um, I've done it all over again uh, because, you know, I got called by a, a retailer friend right about the same time. Um you, you know, since you and I sort of know each other, you know that I'm, uh, I love riding bikes. I mean, it just, uh, it's, it's kind of one of my, um, it's the most, it's been the most therapeutic thing since I was a kid on a BMX, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I got called by a, uh, a retailer friend, um, a, a bicycle retailer who, uh, who lost three of his older kind of linchpin guys because of safety concerns. So I had a job to go to, but, you know, as, as a, a 40 plus year old guy with four kids. Um, and we can't get rid know, of the kids, right? We have to keep the kids, right? You can't downsize. Right, yeah. That's where it's a whole different ball game, right? Uh, yeah. It's, you know, I mean, it's, I've tried to ship them off. I'm like, you know, go, go find your, go find your life. But really what I meant was get off my dime. <laughs> exactly. How old are the kids? Oh man. So 12 to 20. Okay. I, I mean, you know, I have uh, my 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 oldest is uh, is kind of uh, we love him to death, but you know, he's he's kind of like finding his way, you sure. know, and and so we're you know we're not you know we're we're not sending him off to military and right. military school and all that stuff. So, but you know, with, with those kind of pressures, um, you, you know, I mean, 
And so it's it's easy to make light of it, and and we can have let, a fun conversation. But, but the, no, the truth talk, is, uh, I was okay, say, go ahead. You you said an inter- interesting word, and and I am making light of it because the thing is, is that you know, you these are things that you can't get rid of. You have to keep, and they're, they're part <laughs> of the deal, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, on a serious note, when you talk about the pressure, mm-hmm. why don't you get into a little bit about how that plays a role? in the job search ability. Sure. So there's, um, there's, I mean, you know, as, uh, as an adult with, you know, uh, my eyes on all the, all the factors, right. That when sure. the bottom can fall out again, we're talking about, um, it's not like I had a safety net before and it's not like, um, there was a safety net for unemployment. There was not an option for that uh, as a substitute teacher. <clears throat> um, and and so my option was to find a way to make money. Right. Now, and, and, um, and so, you know, it's, it's like, it, it, you know, it, it's like walking out. So you live in Thailand, say you walk down to the beach and, you know, a tsunami is coming. And, but you know that your only option is to walk out into it, <laughs> but which is crazy. Like it's insane. You know, like do you do you go walk out into it and try to stop the water, or do you go take shelter? So uh, maybe that's not the best analogy. Well, I was gonna say the good news about a tsunami is you know it's coming. You have time to get away if you can, right? Yeah. Uh, the sure. bad news, and this is you know, in many ways, this is kind of a tsunami, right? So you've got so many people that are unemployed. Um, and through, you know, no fault of their own. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you said, not having a safety net. So you're kind of put in a situation where you have to find ways to make money. Um, let's just jump into that a little bit. And why don't you tell people what kind of work you would like to do and, you know, what kind of work you're looking to get, uh, you know, just in case we get lucky and somebody listens and they want to, you know, talk to you more. So what are you looking to do? Yeah, sure. So that's, um, you know, isn't it funny how we, we, you know, people love to talk about, or, you know, I mean, inevitably we, we, we go through this, this discovery process, you know, we, we get into things that we've either had to do or, or we thought we wanted to do sure. and then you pivot and you, you realize where you're, where, uh, when you connect with the ball and, um, and it, and it just resonates and it works and it's your, it's your thing. So, um, I've, I've worked in very diverse backgrounds, small business management, um, marketing, you know, like, uh, creative corporate marketing. And I, I've always kind of identified as a, um, uh, a, a closet creative, um, because the jobs that I just found myself in were wearing all the hats, small business management herding cats, that sort of so thing. So when you say closet creative, you mean you've been the creative, but in your other working duties. Is that what it, you're saying? Yeah. It, yeah. And typically so I, you would I like to come myself. out of the closet and just be creative <laughs> and not have the other duties. Is that what you're thinking? Well, I, I feel like, um, I, I, yeah, in the past, you know, a lot of my roles were just run the show, steer the ship, um, you know, herd the cats, and um, what a lot of my 
more, I, but I, but my bent, uh, my natural bent is towards the innovative. Let's like, let's break the machine and see how to reinvent it. So, so what I've, what I feel like I've finally realized and it, um, it just takes time sometimes, um, Mm -hmm. is that, um, I think, you know, the, the product development side is just a very natural fit for me that I, I don't think I, I saw before because, you know, when you're in certain roles, so that's so this um, situation kind of opened up that opportunity for you to do a little deeper work and mm-hmm. and say, okay, look, product development is an is an area I want to focus on. Is that kind of what happened? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And so the the good the good thing about that the good thing about me being in um, operational systems, operational management, mostly small business, is that um, I I saw a lot of systems work improperly and inefficiently and ineffectively for Mm -hmm. delivering value to customers. Um, The bad part about that is that, you know, you know, sometimes when you see a solution that, and you're working under a normal person, normal thinking person, quote unquote, they're not interested. They're just like, just keep the machine running, um, be Mm -hmm. a good little cog. And I, I tend to be the cog that has a hiccup in it or that develops hiccups because, you know, like if you see room for improvement, and I don't mean the cantankerous, uh, you know, I don't know, arrogant kind of, right? I mean, completely objectively um, speaking, if yeah, you have so a creative I, bent, you can see opportunities for growth. I'll jump in here and say what I'm hearing. And again, you know, this is unsolicited advice, so take it for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but, but I am listening. Um, I what you're talking about is very akin to consulting, mm. which, which we do a lot of. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, one of the things, if you're in your forties uh, and I've been in my, I'm not in my forties anymore. I'm in my fifties. Um, well, you look like you're damn close. I'm a young kid. I'm, I'm young at heart, <laughs> but, but I think one of the things that you, that everybody goes through in their forties is, um, Hey, let me find something to focus on, mm-hmm. right? And and go for it. Yeah. And I think that I think one of the mistakes people make in their forties, and I I I did it too, was you start to do the normal job search thing, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and you start to get hit with ageism in your 40s. oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. And now I would even argue you're getting hit with it in your thirties. Uh, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, with some of the people I've talked to. Mm-hmm. And the ageism thing is very real. And so you kind of have to say, well, let me play both sides of the fence. Let me, let me look for a job, but also let me see, if, is there a business I can start here? You know, is there some consulting I can do? Even if it's piecemeal mm-hmm. and it's a little bit here and a little bit there, uh, mm-hmm. you're, you, you have a chance, an opportunity. I've been fortunate when I've been in that scenario that I've started ventures and they've worked, right? Um, but not everybody has that. Uh, not everybody's that fortunate. They'll they'll start a venture and it, it doesn't work. So, sure, you know, and that's interesting because that's how I went out into. Uh, you know, I, I had a, a background. I kind of landed in a background in horticulture. Uh, I don't know, fifteen years ago, um, came up through the ranks. You know, climbed some really like, you know, all, all the kind of like learning. Um, I mean, we're learning Latin and tree identification and weird stuff, right? super nerd stuff. Um, I did it in the field when a, when a manager handed me 
you know, I, I, there's 13,000 trees. And he's like, here's the inventory list. And I'm like, this is in Latin. He said, yep, learn it. <laughs> and so, but, but, you know, after a while I launched, I decided, wow, I can solve these solutions on my own. I don't need to work for someone. Who yeah, that's right. Defines that's, my schedule. That's, that's exactly yeah. right. That's, that's yeah. what people should be understanding. Look, I understood it in my twenties when I did my first business. Mm -hmm. I had an adventure where, you know, I've had a business and then worked for clients, you know, clients turned into jobs, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I've gone uh, both. So I've been fortunate, but I think that, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know what, the, the thing is, I'll tell you what I love. Um, I love doing it. And, and, and I, I've, I, you know, I, I've kind of racked my brain a lot having teenage boys, right? Sure. Um, I, I want to help them find their feet in the job market. And I see a very different approach to work in young people. And I don't want to be like the um, get off my lawn Gen Xer or, you, Why know, not? you know, they'll, they'll say, okay, boomer. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like well, there's a so, work yeah, ethic well, that I right. feel like that's right. There, there's a drive, there's a drive and a work ethic that I feel like can be imparted and taught and yeah. coached that, um, that I, that, that I think it's something that younger people can benefit from. And you see it in, in, you know, people going with the hustle and all that. But I, I feel like, you know, what we're, when we're talking about ageism, um, we're really talking about um, uh, other people not reaping the value from older generations. Yeah, you know? look, look, ageism is nothing new. It's been around since the mm -hmm. caveman times, right? Sure. Uh, and it, it doesn't... And, we, it, it, and we, I, we didn't see the value either. Right. Well, you know, I was so just going to say, look, a little bit. look, when, when you're in your 20s and you're looking for a job, you're getting a different set of ageism, right? You're, you're, you're getting the kind of like, well, you're young and you don't, you know, it's a different set of, of ageism that you're getting. You're getting kind of like, you're not getting the chance, the opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then it changes and shifts and it's, it's, look, it's horrible. Uh, ageism is awful. Uh, but guess what? It isn't going away. So you've mm -hmm. got to roll with it, right? You've got to, you know, sure. you use yeah. it to your advantage when you can, and you've got to use it to your, you've got to learn to adapt, you know, when it's not working for you. Um, mm -hmm. You did hit something and when you were talking, which I think is important, which is something that you want to do, which is that you love. And I think that's important. I think love, loving what you do, whether you make a living at it or not has value. Um, Cause it, it, it gives you, it fills up some positive energy. And you hit on, you know, you'd, you'd love working with younger people, right? And I think mm -hmm. that that's another thing, right? So, so those are a couple of things you're finding out. And I think if you look for those things or try to put those things out there, it, the, you will get opportunities uh, that mm -hmm. will come to you. Uh, it may not be in the way you think it will. And some might be in a job, some might be in a project. But those yeah. are two really, really strong things. And, and again, I think that um, I think it's different when you're looking for a job in your 40s than your 30s or your 20s or your 50s or your 60s. Yeah, you know, that's, that's great. That, you know, it's, it's funny how sometimes we miss um, even opportunities that we've, we've already had and we may discount them um, because they, you know, they, they didn't significantly move the needle, right? right? But, you know, um, 
on that note, you know, I, I've had the chance a couple times, you know, I got a call from a, a young guy who I admire a lot, um, Jacob Reinholdt, who's, um, who runs Peoria Design Company here in okay. Peoria, Illinois. Right. You know, and he called me in on a couple projects just to kind of, because I, I love copywriting. That's mm-hmm. one of the, the things that I picked up along the way. Um, I love to write and I love um, voice, you know, looking at uh, the voice of a, um, a piece centric to the brand and its audience. So, you know, I had the chance to come alongside him and that's what we're talking about, right? Is coming alongside mm-hmm. people, younger people, and not in a way, like in a way that really, really genuinely helps, you know, it brings a, um, a perspective that it gives them some fuel to move forward. And so, and I was able to do that on a couple of projects and give some perspective on um, that maybe he couldn't have from his pers- his age perspective. That's right. That's great. And um, I and I, I want to. I mean, I encourage people. Like, look, it it sounds counterintuitive, but if you have information that can be converted into consulting, there is nothing stopping you from starting that. You just mm. need your first client, you know. Mm. And it really yeah. doesn't matter what that client is. Doesn't really matter how much they pay you. It just you just need to have that experience of like okay I'm starting a business I don't have a client now I've got a client okay now I got a business right and I think it's also the same thing with a job search if you look at the job search as a uh, as a business where you're just trying to find the client right that will cover you um, mm-hmm. I think if you in my experience if people approach it with that mindset uh, it takes a lot of the stress out and. and I guess the last thing I want to ask you before we wrap it up for, for this one is. It's really great. Is, Thank you. Well, no problem. Uh, and again, unsolicited advice that you don't have to take. No, uh, good stuff. Yeah. I just want, I just want, I'm trying to get some information out there for people um, in, in these episodes. Uh, what is your number one frustration with the job search process as it is? Sure. So, um, okay. So if I'm perusing, um, um, scope of work, you know, job, job postings, um, you know, I, I think, look, so a a lot of what we're talking about here is, um, is what are obstacles in the way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I recently started reading the book, uh, or, or listening to the book, um, Ob- The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. You know, most okay. people are familiar with that by now. Um, and, and I think, you know what, there's there's a lot of talk about mindset shift, right? Everyone's mindset, 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 such a buzzword, but I'll tell you what. When, not, not for me. Wait, oh, that's, think, that's awesome. I, I, I am not in the camp of mindset is, every, is everything. Mindset is, uh, is not everything. It's important, but mm-hmm. it's not everything. Um, to me, chocolate is everything. <laughs> Mindset is important. I'm not diminishing it, but okay. You, so okay. Well, anyway, sidebar. Yeah. What, what are we talking? Are we talking milk chocolate or what? What percentage of dark any chocolate? kind of chocolate? What? I don't care. And <laughs> you're, you're I, I could biased. say I could say caramel. You bias. Yeah, I have no bias on that. <laughs> uh, awesome. Look, my so I. Yeah, mindset's no, important. I, I don't want to diminish mindset. It is important, but it isn't the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, take to me, to me, uh, it has been important this year. 
Um, and the reason I say that is where the rubber hits the road mm -hmm. is look, when you're faced um, as a father of four yes. and, um, and you're working, oh my God, you know, you're, you're, and I've been selling bikes like crazy, you know, like I walk sure. in and I can, I can fit you with a bike. I can fit you with a bike that you didn't know was sure. your missing partner in life. Right. Right. And I've done very well at it. However, I make $10 an hour. You yeah, know? that's right. And so, and so, you know, you, you can, like, I can deliver value all day. Right. And I get $10 an hour in America, you know? So, you know, and you come to a point, I mean, here's some mindset reality for you. You know, I'm worth more to my family. Now, I don't want to sound morbid, but this is the reality, right? You know, I've, I've had to, and, and a lot of guys my age, I think, have to wrestle with this. You know, you look at, I look at, you look at your life insurance policy. I don't know if you ever heard anyone say this, but I've, I hear people, I hear other guys say this glibly, but you know, the truth is they're thinking, you know what? I'm worth more dead than alive. Well, so this is, and I don't know, you're hitting a great topic. I think it's very common with people in their forties, right? Mm -hmm. Especially with families. I think it's, you know, you start to look at the paperwork of it. Um, and mm -hmm. I've had, and I will say on a serious note, I, in my twenties, I went to over 25 funerals and only one of them was for a natural cause. All of them were suicides and all were people under the age of, all of them were under the age of 22. Right? Mm. And um, the thing about suicide or, or looking at that kind of stuff is that, is that it, it sounds like it's a, 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 you know, a lot of people say it's a, it looks at it like a temporary solution to a long-term problem, right? But mm -hmm. nobody is worth more to their family dead than alive. Right. Because you, it's, it's just important for people to remember that it, life isn't all about money. Mm -hmm. You know, the money things of life are about money. Mm -hmm. But... So kid, what I'm talking about, yeah. You know, kid, yeah, what I'm talking. I, I was just going to. So I'm, so, I'm sorry, I didn't. No, let me just wrap up this point. I, I apologize. Kids, wives, husbands, mothers, fathers, they they will be hurt if people do that, right? Yeah, so like, yeah, significant permanently. Yeah. So no, it's not. They're mm -hmm. not better off. So that's my message right, on that. Right. Yeah, thank you. And and you know what though that that's a reality that people sure. like in, in the process in the process of facing hard and seemingly ter uh, terminal points in life yep. where like wow, you know, I've reached this point and all I have to show for it is this and it seems impossible like you look at ageism, you can, you know, classism, racism, what whatever, right? But, you know, at the and so talking about mindset shift, I had to come to a point where um, I valued myself more than what I was making yes, at the time. Absolutely. More than, more than what my life insurance policy dictates. Absolutely. And, and realize that, um, you know, I can't see the way through right now. Correct. Or particularly on the last several months, whatever. Um, but it's, you know, it's interesting. Um, I just wrote an article on uh, just a little post on LinkedIn about this, about how you must come through the other side. 
but I also shared a, uh, a link to uh, The Rock, um, uh, an article that Forbes posted with The Rock. And he came to a point where he had $7 to his name, mm-hmm. and I've been there. Oh, my God. Um, and where you're backed against the wall. Mm-hmm. And he came to a point where he realized this is it. This is the bottom, and everything from here is up. Oh yeah, that's the whole point. That's, and so that's, that's right. There was a certain point of resolve. I so in talking about like, you know, the obstacle is the way, for example, or you know the 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 obstacle that's in your path, or the seemingly disparate, you know, the things that are against you. Yes. And I came to a point very recently. This is very recently, Roger. Um, you know, we we've tried uh, we tried a business acquisition this year mm-hmm. through all of this. You know, we. Uh, we've looked at several things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, real estate. That's what, you know, you start, yeah. there's so much yeah, out there that you right. can latch on to. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're looking for your niche and, and, it, and it drove me to a point where, you know, when that business acquisition uh, was objectively to me, not feasible, um, I was left with, um, because there's all kinds of hopes and dreams. You know, I mean, we spent nine months looking oh, at yeah. the books, pouring through the books, like yep. just, uh, you know, getting all passionate about it. And it was like, um, it, I, I, we've had a miscarriage before, so it's nothing like having a miscarriage, but you know, we knew like when you're hopeful about it, you feel, yeah. you, you know, you know, you're going to have a baby it, business speaking. And when that was done, we were like, what were we left with? And well, I, you, I, I think, I, I think, I think you're hitting a good point there, right? So, and this is, I think a lot of people miss this, right? So if, if you went through a miscarriage in life, in real life, mm-hmm. that's a horrible thing. It's awful on so many levels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you found a way through it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, businesses, business opportunities, they're not babies. They're not real life. Yeah. They're not, the, and, and, and I think a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, treat them that way. And it's like, mm. no, yeah, <laughs> no, because businesses have <laughs> cycles, right? You know, you, sure. businesses are, businesses not, mm. and this is, I think a mistake a lot of people make is that business is not real life. It's not your life. Right. Mm-hmm. If if you yeah. have an attachment to how much money you have in your bank account and what your what's on your business card, right? Mm-hmm. You will go through a lot of pain mm. <laughs> because those things come and go, right? And if you can break the attachments to those things, you're you know it's like look, you know, you do what you do today to get done what you need to get done. That's how you get to yeah. that's how you get to the other side. So. so it's really back to the godfather, right? You know? It's not business. It, it, well, it's, pers- it's, it's not personal, it's business. I think um, I think a lot of people fantasize yeah. that a that a business will save them more or will turn them into something or it'll it'll be or they'll save people or it's nonsense. Well, so so here's a question, here's a great uh, you know, off of that is this a a kind of uh, point of of caution to younger people um, on the personal brand issue? You know, like 
well, right, you know, the personal branding and so issue, you, the, yeah. the whole professional. That That's a whole other episode. I think everybody knows my <laughs> position on per personal branding. I don't believe it's a real thing. I've written about this a lot. I've talked about this a lot. It is, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Coke, that's a brand. Apple, that's a brand. People are not mm -hmm. brands. Uh, I've, I've written a lot about that. Uh, that's a different episode. <laughs> but, okay. Um, but your identity, right, gets all mingled. If I was with, if um, I was talking to somebody in their twenties, we'd be having a different chat, right? Um, mm. You're old enough to know that personal branding is a buzzword at best, mm. right? And yeah. I will say this: most of the people who are pro personal branding and can't stop talking about it have mm. one thing in common. And do you know what that is? They just talk about themselves. Nope. Uh, nope. They don't know. Who, no, go. I won't. I won't guess. They sell personal branding services. Ah. That's the one thing that they have in common. <laughs> and I'll end that. I'll end this episode with that. That's so great. Uh, got thanks. Stuff to sell. Thanks for coming on, and I appreciate. Hey, thanks. It. It's